Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the Writer's Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. Each week, we pick a new part of the galaxy to discuss, analyze, and critique, and right now we're working on our first round of treatments, and before the end of 2023, we will finally have something to share with the world. But for now, I'm Bryce Quinn, and joining me today is the fastest hands in the West, Sandra Carrion. <laughs> wow, such energy, that was great. Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining me is the saddest man in the world, Carmelo Keating. Don't talk to me about sport ever again. When so I we had a pretty yeah. disappointing weekend for Queensland sports fans. The uh, NRL, they lost. The AFL, they lost. But uh, we're going to move on from that today and go back to talking about Star Wars, let's, I think. Let's talk about the thing that always brings comfort to me, except for the, when they release really bad movies and bad shows. <laughs> Star Wars. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Melo, you're going to be in a great mood today. Yep. But that's fine, because this episode we're talking canon, what to cut, what to keep, and why. We're going to be talking about live-action animated stuff, uh, the comics, books, Lucas's interviews, all sorts of good stuff. And I was honored to start at the OG trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Just the movies. Yeah. The yeah, six yeah, movies. Yeah. Cool. Which we are hard on pretty much keeping all of that as canon. Yes. Um, I don't think there's yeah. any... I'm not going to touch a single Sandro? thing. So... What do you want to take out of the, the actual movies? We're going to actually movies? get rid of Phantom Menace. It's oh, gone. Oh, okay. It's out of the mix. He wants midichlorians gone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gone. It's out of the mix. I think that's an interesting point, though. The one thing that we're not the biggest fan... <laughs> What? Oh, no, because he's doing a bit. Because because we are gonna get dragged over the hot coals. I knew he was gonna, doing a bit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not get, getting rid of Phantom no, Menace. No, we're gonna get Keelhawed if we touch anything that Lucas made. That's the point. Yeah, no, I honestly think there is a pretty solid like world building law that's like Lucas confirmed. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Lu- Lucas's canon was his six movies in Clone Wars. Yeah, mm. not touching. Most we'll get yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to Clone Wars in a second, but yeah. I think yeah, talking about OG and prequel trilogy, the six movies, the live action movies mm-hmm. are pretty much locked in as canon, and that's yep. what we'll be working with for the most part. The one interesting thing is midichlorians, though, yeah, right. and also uh, like like creating a child from the Force and stuff like that. I'm fine with midichlorians existing because it's to me it was always like it's a misinterpretation, yeah, of the Force. It's trying to scientifically quantify something that is mystic. I don't think it's bad that it exists. I think it's very telling of the Jedi in that time yeah. is, it, is it maybe a bit also like you can interpret it as like causa and correlation where it's like oh we've noticed that jedi have a high amount of this yes, it's, it's like bad statistics yeah i think yeah, it's poorly explained in the movies and i think the way we choose to interpret it is it's like you don't just get midichlorians because you're some like special midichlorian boy it's like if you have midichlorians you have like kind of an aptitude for the force mm. but if you build that aptitude your midichlorian count will increase or something like that and it's also like, like it's just a way to connect to it if you're stealing midichlorians and you're pumping yourself full of them like steroids you're not just going to get the force yeah i think that's a bit silly can you od on midichlorians can you od on midichlorians you i just, don't know you get you get so wise and so spiritual can you extract midichlorians make it into gems crystal midichlorians Right. Okay. Where the fuck you... is this going? Okay. Let's. Okay. I'm. That's kind of our interpretation of midichlorians, though. Yeah. And also, like, child of the force. It's kept vague. Yes. It's. But I he specifically says, you know, influence the midichlorians to create life. You know. Yeah. Right. Mm. Oh that's no no just no. Lines. That's not in regards of him being a child of the force. That's regards of keeping people alive. I don't. No. No. He says well, he's talking about to how create pl- life. How yeah. Can create yeah. Darth Plagueis. He could, you know, influence the midichlorians to create life. I think that's the quote. Yeah. Yeah, but not to. To create life, Sandro. Create, create it. He, he, create he, so, a yes, child. Yes, he has the ability to save life, but also to make life. And there's the whole, that's why everyone's like, oh, there's the implications that whole, that, that whole story was Anakin. about saving people from the death. It's both. 
He does both in the one thing. He can do oh. two things. Yeah, yeah. He does create life and also save people from death. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's there, that, that's all in one scene. Okay, it does so get, it, there is a bit of overlap there. But yeah. Point being, not touching the original six films. Yeah, I think we can happily keep all of that stuff. That's yep. going to be that guiding light, I think. Rogue One. Before we get to Rogue One, oh, you don't want to get wait, I've got a little bit of your, a run order. order. Okay. So the next thing is Master and Apprentice, the book. Wait, oh, oh wait. Uh, oh, do we have to? Because talk about books. no, no, we have to talk about books okay, okay, because okay. there's so many fucking books. Dude. And also, Master and Apprentice introduces the prophecy of the Chosen One. Yeah, right. So, yeah. do we want to keep that prophecy, or do we want to make our own version of it and kind of forget about the book? And if we keep that version of the prophecy, do we keep the rest of that book? I get what you're so like. There is prophecy the as prophecy written is. in film. Still. Yes. Which is I don't know what the prophecy the has. Prophecies written. never said. I don't think they say the prophecy in the it's, movie. Do they? It never like directly. They don't like quote. You know how you gave like a very specific quote. Yeah. From the book the other day. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's more just like Obi Wan like talking to Yoda or Yoda, Mace Windu. Um. Yeah, Mace Windu and being like, isn't the chosen one meant to like you know bring balance, bring to the balance the force, force and yeah. like save us from evil, and whatnot, stuff like that. Which kind of contradicts the the actual written prophecy that we have, in a way. Because like, they don't say... Does it say, like, bring balance to the Force in the actual prophecy itself? Oh, okay, I can... We've got to bring it up again. One. We're yeah, always bringing up yes. this fucking prophecy. <laughs> okay. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the Force be restored. That's, well, that's part of it. Okay. Bit of click there's, into the article. Yeah, there's the, <laughs> the rest there's of it as well. Yeah. Oh, there's the, uh, the rest of it, but it's just like... It's, I feel like that's that's what we needed to hear. Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. Uh, when the egg cracks, it will threaten the entire galaxy. When the Force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. A chosen one shall come. Born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the Force be restored. Okay, so it does talk about bringing balance to the Force. Yeah. I feel like that is, is written to be such like a niche and like just to represent that Vader is the chosen one. I've translated this. I've gone through and like looked at it all, and it's like it, it's talking about very specific things when you go through it's, the it's trying to Star like, Wars films. Yeah, be super specific and pinpoint down something. Well, was the book written after the, the prequel trilogy? That one? Yeah, like well, the book where well, that... Well after. Master and Apprentice came yeah. out like two years. So they wrote it so it's just like, oh, it like puts all of these kind of things. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Th- maybe there was an old Legends one that someone had written. I don't know. I haven't read that much it just, Legends it, stri- it strikes me as just like trying to make the puzzle pieces fit a yeah. bit more. Whereas I'm I'm maybe a bit more into how vague it is in the movies. Oh, so you're more interested in keeping the movie version of the prophecy. I mean, like that's, that's, what's, that's what's fun about prophecies, isn't it? That there's multiple interpretations. So you guys are, okay, you guys are like not wanting to use this prophecy from the book. But what else are we don't m- want to talk about the books. Oh. What, what else are we, until yeah. next Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Or like, what else are we missing from canning Master and Apprentice? And like, what can we just- I don't know, I haven't read the book. <laughs> what can we infer from books that we can just take inspiration from? Because like, we've already like, even though, like, we're sort of on and off about, like, this bloodline thing. It's come up a, a lot. But, like, at this point, we're just taking inspiration from ideas from the novels and just weaving them into our canon. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think, yeah, we're talking about canon today and, like, what are we keeping? What are we cutting? And coming yeah. down on, like, third lines and stuff. So Yeah. Um, I'm okay with prophecy staying unwritten. Cool. For now, yeah. yeah I actually think that's a good way to go because I was kind of still working off of it. But I think, yeah. yeah, we can cut it and keep just, like... The vague lines of, you know, Obi-Wan talking to Mace Windu and he's like, isn't he supposed to bring balance? Yeah. And just keeping it vague. Yeah. I, I think say we wanted to add lines. Yeah, if yes, we want to add stuff you know. and add it to change it. Yeah. I think there's also like a vague description in Phantom Menace possibly as well. Okay. But like, yeah. We shall track that down. Okay. Next. Next one, The Clone Wars. The Clone, I, we're okay, going to spend right, a bit of time on this yeah, because okay. there's a lot of stuff. And I think, Melo, you've got some stuff to talk so, about. So, yeah, I'm on, base, I'm on the this Clone Wars fandom. I'm just looking at the arcs. Yeah. It's only specific arcs. It's things that, I'm sorry, some things might need to be cut. 
Interesting. Sandra, anything that is too deep of a dive into the force mm-hmm. in a really unnecessary way that mm. is actually right. really convoluted and contradictory to itself. Like Yoda talking to the wills. Like Yoda literally going to the birthplace of life in the galaxy. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, no, I hear you. I thought yeah. this was going to come up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything um, else? Mortis. Mortis. And Mortis arc. I think, I think Mortis yeah. just is those two. Those are the two that I've seen that I'm like, I've never, I didn't really enjoy watching those. And I, I was like, what the, the fuck? I think those are really the only two that go into that that sort of territory that you're describing. Genuinely. Because I, I don't want to touch anything else, really. I think Mortis is fine because it's sort of just like a one and done. It's just kind of introducing the idea of like forced demigods, basically. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's It's got a lot of implications of like, are there more of these things? Oh, uh, like, actually, you know what? If we're canning like some chosen one stuff, we can can Mortis. Mortis has like a lot of tie-in to like chosen one stuff. Yeah. I'm that, that like that entire arc only exists to be like, yep, Anakin was always the chosen I one. I really enjoy the Mortis arc. I, like I it. used to cool. really enjoy the Yoda arc, and then like I heard your in like your initial thoughts in the yeah like seeing we like, watched it together and seeing like, somebody else have like fresh eyes on it. I'm like, oh, I can I can, like I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, no that. That makes sense to me. The one thing I like about... What's the Yoda arc called? Is there a name for it? It's where literally called Yoda arc. It's arc. Yeah, yeah, so the Yoda arc where he travels to the to the wheels and shit. The one part I like about that is where he faces a, a shadow version of himself. And yeah, must well, he has, it, he has to do his own Dagobah challenge, yeah. Yeah, he has his own Dagobah challenge, and I think that's really cool. He goes to Dagobah. And he goes to Dagobah so, and, meets, mm. and meets Qui-Gon. I think that's cool as well, like yeah. exploring how Qui-Gon became a Force ghost yes. just by him, like, alone. There's well, the, well, there's also, there, there's those dangerous implications as well. So it's like, in that bit, it's Yoda learning how he can become a Force ghost. Qui-Gon never learned that. Qui-Gon learned how to communicate from beyond the grave. So I don't know why you guys but, have such a beef with that. I feel like someone's going to figure it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, and he, he, got, he learned part of it, and through learning part of it, he's able to pass on then to Yoda and Obi-Wan. Oh, Yoda, Obi-Wan. Okay. Um, learn how to, anyway, but, but it's like, it, it makes it this process. It, it, it makes it too complicated, the way that like Yoda has to learn how to do it. So then when it comes to like, when Anakin dies, how, how did he learn? Uh, you know, did he learn that yeah. process? Okay, cut the Yoda arc, but just like take pieces and sort of like make it a canon. Okay. Make it a part of the canon. Like Yoda going to Dagobah, Yoda making contact with Qui-Gon. Yeah. We don't have to go through the whole wills. And maybe he just does that challenge on Dagobah, like his dark side challenge on Dagobah. I've just realized if people haven't seen much of the Clone Wars, they yeah, no this is going to be so fucking confusing. Okay, this sorry. is a deep dive episode. Yeah, this is I a bit of a about that deep as well. Like, we I just had con- that thought. We should probably contextualize everything before we talk about it. Yoda gets, he hears from Qui-Gon through the Force after Qui-Gon dies during mm-hmm. the Clone Wars TV show. And he's like, oh, I've got to go travel into the deep part of the galaxy to try and find whatever the fuck's happening with the Force right now. Because Qui-Gon's reaching out to him. And that leads him on this huge journey where he meets the Wills. He goes and to the birthplace of life. He goes to the birthplace of life. The wills are meant to be the sort of representation conductors of everything that is the living force and the cosmic force. Yep. And he goes to this, he hops, skips, and jumps to this dark island where yep. he fights like yeah, his evil self. He has to fight his, his evil shadow clone. And then mm. he wins. And he's like, yes, I'm at peace now. And he's great. And then there's more to it. And then something else happens. Um, <laughs> People who are fans of the Clone that's Wars about... are fucking hating this right now. People who aren't fans of the Clone Wars also hate this. <laughs> oh, no. Um, He also then has to, like, make a decision because he gets sucked into, like, this dark side vision. And it's like a second test, basically, of, yeah. like, how you choose, like, what you choose is, like, most important to you. Oh, and then he, then he, because uh, he has the chance to like kill Sidious, or he has the chance to like save Anakin. He chooses uh, to save Anakin. Yeah. Does that fight actually happen? Is there was like, because is there a real fight or is it a dream fight? No, it's like a dream fight. Yeah, right. Uh, so the dream fight with Sidious, he almost, yeah, he has the opportunity to uncover Sidious. He 
talks to like some dark side spirit of Darth Bane. Oh, that's well. right. Yeah, he goes to that Sith planet. Yeah, is it? Man, Clone Wars is a wild ride. Yeah. I, um, I think it was like a really ballsy play and I love trying to like fit in an interpretation of the world. Trying to like go back to old, old text, old Star Wars text. Is it handled like the best? I think it's it's handled okay given like the source material, but also like does it sort of work within like the wider scheme and like what we're trying to build? Not really. I think concepts of like the living force, cosmic force, I think these are like important things to keep in and keep in mind. For sure. But as like grounding philosophies, not things you should see on screen. I yeah. Think. That's like a big problem for me with the Clone Wars in general. It's just like so much of this stuff doesn't fit what the Star Wars movies are, which is action-adventure, family-friendly, fun films, with a grounding in, like, mythology and stuff. But that mythology is the backbone of it, not the forefront, not the characters at the front. Which is interesting when you consider, like, this is something we're definitely not doing. Lucas wanted to focus on the wheels and the midichlorians in his, like, episode 7, 8, 9. Um, yeah, that's wild. Trilogy, and he was literally, it was, and now this is, this is like, just breaking down kind of shit storytelling because he he wanted to make it clear that it's like the the heroes in that trilogy are just vessels through which the the wills puppet and it's like so so you're gonna make us care about these characters and then you're gonna tell us they're inconsequential because they don't make their own decisions it takes like all independence and like security out of like our care doesn't the make characters them people. and it yes and i think that's a very big part of mythology they did it in the matrix as well people hate it there because yeah. in matrix 2 it's like oh the architect it's, this is just a big cycle you know yeah, but free like, will doesn't exist the whole point there is like breaking out of that yeah no for sure yeah and they're trying to tell the story people still didn't like it mm. because the whole first movie is about free will and and choice and then the second movie is like, no, nah, you didn't have a choice at all. Like, this is a part of a cycle. Yeah. And people hate that. Even though I really love it, I I'm, think it's awesome. I'm going to have people hate me, but I also really like Matrix Revolution is my, is my, oh, so Re Reloaded is my favorite Matrix movie. Oh, really? It's so fucking good. <laughs> Reloaded is fun. If you don't like it, you just don't get it. And I'm joking. Revo I'm joking. I don't so mean is that. Is three? There's three, yeah. Uh, there's, is that the four now? Revolutions is, that... is the third one. Right. There's four now, but I yeah. haven't seen it. I don't want to watch it. You it should watch like... it. You should watch it. Because I listened to an interview with uh, the Wachowskis. And yeah. they were like, yeah, we made this as a fucking piss take because we hate Warner Brothers. But Good call. Which is a really it. great call. <laughs> um, get back on topic. The mythology of everything is predetermined by fate. That's like, you know, Norse mythology has the fates. Greek mythology has the fates. They've got different names for them and stuff. But it's all, and like the gods themselves, manipulate the fates of mortals. And a lot of the time it's about these mortals like, oh man, I don't really have free will. I got to break out of this somehow. Yeah, and then you go fight the gods. And then, you, yeah, you can fight the gods yeah. like Kratos. But I think Lucas being inspired by that would be like, oh, Seven, eight, nine. I want to dive into that. I want to dive into the wheels, controlling these fates and that kind of thing. And I just don't find that very interesting no, in terms I, of like Star Wars storytelling. I think is what my, my sort of gripe with that is the forces presented as like a symbiotic relationship between someone who can give, them, give themselves to it and in return it gives itself back. Whereas it feels like you sort of turn the force into maybe like a bit of a manipulative thing by making it tied to fate, tied yeah, to destiny. Yeah. By making like the force, if the force is a god, it's like, well, gods are fucked. Gods are evil in, in all mythology. So, you know. um, and it is, it is like that ascendant power changes storytelling when it's like you have gods or you have something like the wills, which are sort of, I always, sort of like fates and stuff. I think what I, I think back to when I was a kid and what I got from that Clone Wars episode was the wills were more of like a, like a watcher more than like, like the Watcher, like the MCU Like the watcher. MCU Watchers. See, even that though, the Watcher, you know, he watches the multiverse and stuff because there's these godlike titanic powers moving around the multiverse. And that kind of storytelling is just so far beyond the scope of what the best parts of Star Wars are. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should bring them into a trilogy. Yeah. I'm just like defending their existence. Rather, okay. Rather than like, I'm not saying bring them into the trilogy, not at all. 
and I think we talk about like the Clone Wars as a great place to explore some of these weirder, wackier concepts. Mm. But I still don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just searching for something here. You know, I'm searching. I would love to hear from the audience if they want to chime in. Like, what do you get from the the Wills in that Yoda arc and and those episodes? And what does that kind of say to you? Um, am I missing something here? Because I didn't like it at all. Shall we move on? We can move. I think on. we're happy. Yeah. Just with so Clone Wars, Wars, and then we'll just so now just like cut out Mortis, cut out Yoda arc. Can we like maybe like bring some stuff from Yoda arc into our canon? We can write something and if like, yeah, I think the there. the only question kind of left there is you know if we want to answer that question, what was the story of Qui Gon's Force Ghost journey, yeah. teaching Yoda, teaching Obi Wan, and then how did Anakin end up there at the end of Return of the that Jedi? whole arc only exists because there's that line in Revenge of the Sith where Yoda's like, "Hey Obi Wan, um, I I've been talking with uh someone you know." Yeah, Qui Gon. A lot of I love that shit so much. So what I also like from that Yoda arc is the relationship between cosmic force, living force, and that how that affects things like force users just being able to use the force and matters like force goes. I would like to look, maybe not hold on strongly, but like at least have that as a baseline on how we look at ideas like Force Ghosts, because I feel like that's a conversation that's going to come out later. We've talked about doing just like a whole episode dedicated to Force, Force Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. And I think that text is like a good place to look at. Not that that has to be in the foreground in the trilogy. I just like... Something think... is context for us, we, we, which is what we talk about a lot, just having that context for ourselves. Uh, so actually, before we do move on from Clone Wars, I want to talk about the cut content that is still canon from Clone Wars <laughs> ah. that I do want to keep. Okay. The Boba Fett ding. Bunch of stuff. So season seven was meant to be a full length. <laughs> season there was maybe season eight there was a bunch of content that was made you can watch the previews some things were made into books so what it handles is it's basically it ties up all the loose ends of clone wars yeah which i think is fantastic and that's why i want to keep stuff canon so it has uh what happens to ventress uh, and her surviving the purge with quinlan voss they fall in love she sacrifices herself uh, to keep him alive sarge ventress no is it a sarge ventress yeah yeah uh the one of the apprentices of count dooku yes just for anyone who hasn't seen clone wars yeah um but ties up that loose end we have yeah, uh, Boba Fett killing Cad Bane and and taking his like his crown as the the superior bounty hunter of the of the new age. Um, wait, 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 wait! He kills Cad Bane in that show. They have a shootout. Ah, yeah, that's, that's really where, interesting. That's where he gets his dent in his helmet. That's awesome. That's so much better than what we got in Kenobi. Oh, in the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Oh yeah. God yeah. damn it! But so, don't do they not imply that it happened still anyway? I think in Book of Boba, uh, maybe, and yes. that he's just that they've had that. Yeah, no, and that he survived. That's so anyway. But I think yeah, it was a deleted episode i would like to keep that i want to keep that in and that's where cad bane dies in that era with a with a like literally just a standoff like shootout that's interesting yeah um, I, I, yeah i don't mind it i think it's really funny that it's not the same helmet i think they i think it might yeah. be one of those star wars things where they wrote themselves into a plot hole some point in um clone wars young boba fett tries to assassinate mace windu basically he ends up like blowing up a venator that mace Vin- windu's on and it crashes into a planet really and cool. anakin and mace windu are trapped uh like trapped under some rubble or no they're exploring the crash venator after the fact and then they find like uh Jango Jango Fett's. Fett's helmet under mm. there and anakin's like oh what's this and mace windu's like oh shit don't pick that up anakin picks it up and there's like a thermal detonator underneath and it traps them under rubble but yeah. what's really funny is like the interpretation has always been that boba fett's helmet with the ding was the same helmet with the ding that Jango Fett had right but then they in canon blew it up in Clone Wars, huh. which means they had to figure out a way for Boba Fett <laughs> to get that exact same ding That's in his helmet. So funny. Mm. God damn, these yep. fucking, this fucking <laughs> franchise, I swear to Christ. Sometimes yeah. shit like that is just like, oh my God. Yep. It's like the arm getting cut off and it has to canonically be like blood that boils <laughs> at yeah. a thousand degrees or some shit. <laughs> same shit. Oh, but there's, uh, the, there's people in Lucasfilm whose jobs this is to control like 
meant, to, meant to be, or now there are, to control canon. Maybe yeah. they weren't always. Yeah, maybe uh, they weren't always. That's fun. It's smart. Yeah, any it's, um, any other little things? There's a few more. There's uh, so in, if you're just watching Clone Wars from like season five, what, what stuff that happens to Maul and Mandalore, yeah, and then to season like, seven, you'd be hella confused because there is a whole bit of Sidious uh, when 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 Maul was on. Sorry, where am I? Mandalore. He becomes a ruler. And then Sidious is like, mm, no, sorry, mate. I know that, like, nice to see you alive and all, but I can't have you doing this. So he kills Maul's apprentice and he just takes Maul. Maul he, does escape. And so it's, it's in a comic series. There's huh. a whole comic series where Maul is trapped and he's tortured by Count Dooku and he has to fight through uh, General Grievous to escape and he's saved by the Mandalorians that he was ruling over whilst he was in Mandalore. And then he continues to control the crime syndicate from underground and he hides out on Mandalore and that's where you where it picks up in season seven. When you get to the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. When you get to the Siege. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'd keep all that. And then I think there's just some stuff from the Ahsoka book that was yeah. meant to have happened around that time. And I don't really know too much about that. It's just part of her sort of like survival plan, and like her surviving post uh, post the purge. I think, yeah, we'll maybe touch on this again when we get to our section on the Rebels mm. show. But with Ahsoka, mm. I think Cole threw out a while ago that he thinks Ahsoka should have either died during the purge or not made it past Rebels, like m- not past A New Hope. I don't think she should either. I don't think, I really don't think any Jedi should make it past episode four. Interesting. Yeah, right. No, I, I see where you're coming from. We'll talk about it when we get to Rebels. Yeah. Are we already going into Rebels? Is this... are we gonna... No, we've got other stuff to oh, cover. Okay. Just yeah. in terms of making it through the Purge and that kind of thing, I like the idea of being able to explore characters who did survive the Purge outside of the main trilogy of films. Mm. Yeah. I don't I want their influence, I don't want their stories to be a part of the main trilogy because I want that to be like Luke was the only hope, or Luke and Leia were the only hope yeah, literally. For the Jedi to overcome Sidious, and that's what happened. That's that, the story. That has to be the case. That has to be the case. I think maybe exploring the idea of, like, Balin Skull from the Ahsoka TV show, who was a Jedi, he survived the Purge, and he became, like, this mercenary with an orange lightsaber. I think that's really cool. He would stay away from the main trilogy. Yep. He's not a part of that story, and he doesn't need to be. And I think it devalues the story if you bring someone like him into it. But I think keeping it open for, like, expanded stories to explore, like, yeah, our like, potential Jedi characters. But if they that's are, what they're doing with Ahsoka. And that's, like, that's what they're what doing they've with Ahsoka. And I think, Ahsoka. I, think they're really, I think they're doing a really good job there. But if they did survive, they have to be just inconsequential to the yeah. grand scheme of things. They cannot be someone who Sidious and Vader would go after, and they definitely can't be someone who... who Luke or so, so who uh, Ben or Yoda would think of as and I think some option. An interesting and like I think an interesting problem with that is that Ahsoka is saved during season four of Rebels. Is that correct or season three? Um, she dies in season two. She's saved during season four. Yeah. Yeah. So season four is set before Return of the Jedi, right? Was well, set before A New Hope. Yeah. yeah. So she would be no, three. Season four. Season four of Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that set? All, all of Rebels takes place before A New Hope. Even the last season. All of it. Oh, okay. All wraps up. So she would be free for the entire trilogy of films to go and help Luke <laughs> yeah. and become a new master for him when, when Kenobi dies uh, during A New Hope. So she'd be like, hey, Luke, I'm also a Jedi. I can train you, which would make sense. It wouldn't make sense for her to do really anything else. And then together, they would have saved the galaxy. And that's not the story we have, which means that Ahsoka has to die. <laughs> yeah, she does. So yeah. I, think that's, I think that's a pretty logical conclusion to come to i think because they don't even answer where she is in the ahsoka tv show they don't answer what the mystery time looks like after she was saved by ezra mystery time oh what she was doing how she met hu yang etc etc oh right we we don't even know what gate she gets out of yeah exactly in the world between worlds or like what time yeah you get out of yeah or time yeah Yeah. oh that's a better way of thinking about it. you do she goes back to basically right after she died oh okay so she just go back to the the streets yeah so i don't know how to give you context other than 
making a Dungeons and Daddies joke, but no, okay. Um, <laughs> she goes into World Between Worlds right as she's about to die. Yep. Ezra pulls her into a portal. Saves her from Vader. Saves her from Vader. They do some stuff in the World Between Worlds. It's heavily inferred. If you go back and watch season two, you see Ahsoka walking back into the temple after they've already shown her pretty much die. The context of that is she goes through a portal and then she goes back into the temple, basically right after she would have died. Okay. And just hides out from there and lets the time pass up until... Okay, Sandra, that's dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you got to let the time pass. You can't play with the timeline like that. You can't play with time travel and that's not fuck dumb. it up. We're going to get to the world between worlds soon. Wait, wait, wait. So let's time pass as in she just stays at that Sith temple for however long season three and or four of like, Rebels is. Or just, like, stays underground, you know, like, doesn't make contact with anybody. And just... Because she's dead. Well, from what we learn in the Ahsoka show, she links back up with Sabine, starts training her. Yeah. And no, but that's they, afterwards. They do Mandalore. I don't know. That's, that's... So she just waits until the, the the story of Rebels is finished before coming back into the story Perfectly. of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so when they do it in Dungeons and Daddies, the podcast that we love, it's, it's played as a joke, and yeah. it's fucking hilarious. It's stupid and it's funny. So we're not doing that with a thing that's not supposed to be a joke, yeah. is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's um, stupid. But it's like, you know, you you open the can of words of introducing time travel. Yeah. And if if there's any conversation in what we're cutting... It should be time travel. It's it's like I'm sorry, Mello. I really like World Between Worlds as well, but it can't. It no, has no, no. To be cut. Oh, no, I completely agree. We'll get to Rebels in a sec. Yeah, I, we'll get to Rebels. I've um, got some other stuff. I, I just, just wanted to talk about Ahsoka. In I here. think Ahsoka like, should survive the purge. Yes, yes. Um, and have a story after that that maybe links up with well, it's know, in Clone Wars Rebels. Yeah. Survive, so. Well, yeah. here's the thing: we can just say she survives the purge and just leave it at that. And yeah, I just we want don't the... have to make canon for we don't have to make a new canon for Ahsoka's death. True, we could but I really like her character. She dies at a certain point, though. We I think she to... deserves a cool death. Yeah. Maybe taking down Maul. No, well, Maul's killed by Kenobi and Rebels, and we like that ending as well. That's, That's a really we'll cool ending. Uh, let's, yeah, okay, let's, okay. let's circle back to Ahsoka. Let's move on okay. to some of the other things I want to touch on really quick. The Old Republic and the High Republic. <laughs> so, oh, um... <laughs> so this is obviously really deep canon. Oh, no, sorry. Deep extended universe stuff. Things that aren't canon anymore. And there's some minor canon And stuff. there's some minor canon with books they've released recently in the High Republic. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. There's so a Wookiee with a lightsaber. Just quickly, the High Republic and the entire launch of that era of Star Wars, <clears throat> history my voice is going, is a joke. Okay. It's an absolute <laughs> fucking joke. They have <laughs> fucked Jeez. it up so much. Mellow's hot take time. No, come on. Like, so it's, it's like it's, it's 400 years before um, Phantom Menace. This is just my voice now. They, they, it's a whole new era that they're launching into and they've done it with books and comics no one cares no no one cares oh i think like the books and comics fans might they, care. Yeah. are they are they yeah. selling well i mean that's like, always how they've done maybe. i don't even know universe stuff yeah anyway. yeah but it, like if you actually want to explore a new era you put sorry because this is how it is the the tier of importance and the tier of people st- shit that people give a shit about movies or shows and then comics or books and also surrounding that no time. because you make the extended lore stuff books and comics because you're only really making it for the people who give a shit for the diehards to- i suppose but yeah, I think I'm with Sandra on that yeah. one. It's, but, uh, it's for the they, people who care. You know, but like, I guess they don't actually care. They don't about care their, about bringing it to the screen because they know that the mainstream audience, I don't think, is interested in that period. And it also, way back when, when they first started doing extended lore, a good reason for keeping it in books and comics is it meant that Lucas could give his sandbox to creators yeah. and yeah. not have Go to nuts. be... I don't care what you do. Not yeah. actually have to be hard tied to any of the stuff that they make because he said a couple times in interviews it's like it's not canon you know it's my canon is the movie my canon is what i made and i think a lot of writers really like idolize his canon what he perceives as canon when they're writing and it's it's really good like people like still try to 
go hard and stay with the themes but like you know it, like eu got to like such a fucking wild place yeah. it did it yeah. really um, did and on that though so to your point as to keep i don't really see the point in keeping i just it, wanted to know? touch on it briefly because it is there and it exists i don't think any of it really bears mentioning or discussing in terms of like no, what we're talking about it's there and it exists i don't think we even need to really cut it or keep it kind of thing it's just kind of well, we don't even, we're, we're gonna ignore it we don't even know <laughs> What it is. Yeah, there's what of, exists. I know, like, bits and pieces of KOTOR and Darth Revan and that kind of stuff. Oh, I mean, well, that's the that's the old Republic. I, yeah, old Republic. Yeah, no, I'm talking about High Republic. Oh, I hard agree that it's there, it exists. We're going to ignore it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay with that approach then as yeah, well yeah. for the old, old Republic. Um, we were talking batch. about something that I thought was interesting. I was, my next batch was, like, Rogue One, Solo, and Andor. And right. Like, the, that yeah. kind of, like, the, the Disney movies and the Disney show Andor. Yeah. And then even maybe moving into the Mando seasons as well. My take. I think we'll start with the movies. Rogue One and Solo. What's your take? Cool. Movies that give more context to plot. Sure. Do we need it? We don't really need it. No. I really like Rogue One. I think it's fantastic. This I, is my keep button. Keep. Keep. <laughs> I. It's just like, if you're keeping it, you might as well keep Solo. Ah, different things there. Because we don't like it, so we don't yeah, keep yeah. it. <laughs> but, yeah, but I think like, it's fun, but I think it's too silly, and if we can pick and choose. This, this is the whole yeah, but if you can pick we... and choose, just like... I like solo. Just do I'd be what, happy to keep it. Just do like just say, uh, you know, we can just like vaguely have it there. We can pull ideas from it like it existed, but it's not a part of the canon. Do I wish that Han and Chewie's introduction and meeting was better and like more engaging and more fun and more like key to their characters? Yes. But I'm fine with the story we've got. It was fine. It was okay. Him and Lando meeting was perfect. Like that I, rules. I think my 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 problem is is like it's easier to just can it all because then you just have a more concise string of things to pull from yeah no that's fair. rather than getting like caught up in a bunch of specific details which are like admittedly i do a lot yeah but it's like we introduce rogue one into the mix and we're going to talk about Andor, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything we're making yeah we could cut Andor. Well, we just really like it well, but be- it can be completely cut well True. because it has nothing to do with what we're making that's why i'm more why? in favor of keeping it because it has nothing to do with what we're making it doesn't need to exist mellow that's what i'm saying ah so you're thinking like in the in the in the pursuit of being concise yes we just have like the live action movies and that's it yeah kind <laughs> yeah. of and like like the the, the trilogy movies kind yeah of thing, as opposed to the rogue one solo and Andor. solo has the whole mall thing that yeah, happened. it you does. Like that. It does. Yeah. Raises questions. We got like seven other things that infer, infer that more ran a crime syndicate. But I also think in terms of creating a product, you know, creating writing that is coherent and cohesive uh, and builds on the things that came before, there is some value in keeping Rogue One and Solo. Because they're live action movies and a lot of people watch them. Like a lot. Like anyone listening to this podcast almost definitely watch all of these movies. Mm. Unlikely that maybe they watched all of the TV shows and all of the and read all the comics and books. Very likely that everyone has watched all the movies. I hear you. I hear you. I just I feel like that take is gonna get very hypocritical once we get to the Disney Plus TV shows. Oh, because they're so popular as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know. But I think maybe the difference what, is what, that those are really bad. No, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Good content deserves saving. It's all stuff that like people have seen. Like, why aren't we drawing from it? It's it's like <sighs> I think it's because it's closer to the stuff we want to write. You know, like we want to. We're changing the sequel trilogy, and a lot of that is in, is going to be getting rid of Mando and Ahsoka and all that stuff because it's I mean, so close to the timeline we are. Yeah, but Rogue I'm, One and Solo aren't. They're further, okay, further okay, away, okay. You know, yeah, because I'm I'm not quite sold on keeping anything post Return of the Jedi. Maybe that's sort of where I'm coming from. Okay, yeah, because like it's too close to the area of where we're. Gotcha. Are we gonna? How are we? How are we gonna keep going with this? Um, we gonna, like, okay, yeah. So, 
that era? I okay. So I'm I'm of the opinion. Just before we move on, Rogue One and Solo and Andor we keep because they're really good and they're far enough away that it doesn't really introduce problems, and we can build on those as opposed to scrapping them. Yeah, we can maybe go back and change that later. Anyways, we never come to firm decisions on this show. Anyway, <laughs> um, my next thing was the Rebels cartoon. Circling back to that, <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of like moving in like chronological order for the most yeah, part. Yeah, no, no, I, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> for the most part, because we jump all with it all the way back to the old Republic yeah. just for a quick sec. Um, Rebels TV show. You guys have seen all of it. Yep. I have not. I've seen bits and pieces. I remember most of it. For the sake of being concise. Yeah, can it all? Uh, I want to cut the in- almost the entire almost the entire. Why thing? can portions of it? Yeah, if you're not just going to can the whole. That's thing. That's a very good point, and that also means I think canning Darth Maul's death. My one of my favorite hey. scenes in Star Wars. No, that's really interesting. But you want to keep him alive? You could just or just want to or just do like what what we talked about doing with the Yoda thing and just being like that happens that specific thing. Yeah. That, we, that's that's the one thing I want to keep. We can that, have head cannon. Obi Wan kills more. We can have the head cannon that like something happens there. Because I would love to also scrap rebels because I would like to change Maul's death. Uh, okay. I oh, really? I still think there's a lot of potential in exploring Maul and his potential new apprentice post Return of the Jedi. But right. this is isn't as a mean of bringing it into the trilogy, or is this as a means of? Doing the Fall of Coruscant TV uh, okay, show, right, 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 kind of right. like that series, and building building more lore out for ourselves and more context there. Mm-hmm. I think having a red lightsaber is super valuable, and I love Maul. And I think, I think Filoni saw the same thing, where he's like, "This is a really awesome character that wasn't given potential in the movie he was in, and he wanted to take Maul and flesh him out more and give him his own story and and make him arguably one of the coolest villains in Star Wars." Yeah. But then, that being said, Kenobi killing him in defense of Luke Skywalker is probably the coolest possible death you can give it's to that great. character. It's so thematically like cohesive and satisfying that I wouldn't really want to change that either. So it's tricky. Yeah. It's mm. a really beautiful scene oh. with everything else. If you're going to cut some major parts of what makes Rebels Rebels, then just uh, you know, kind of cut the whole thing. Yeah. We can have it in the back of our head. Yeah. Like it doesn't, everything that we're talking about cutting doesn't mean we don't like it. It's just in the yeah. source of like, we need specific things to look at so that we can pull off and infer off to use as information going forward. And I think bringing in the idea of, like, what have people seen? What is popular? I don't know if Rebels is that popular. I think it kind of bombed when it first when came people, out. Amongst the people who have seen season, it, it's popular. Oh, yeah, no, people love it who yeah. have watched it. Yeah. But it's it's kind of huge. I'd yeah. say it's Is like, it? I'd say it's on par of, like, with, like, Book of Boba Fett, it's, at least. It's grown. It's definitely grown now. Okay. But it, it also kind of, like... It's grown with time. A, a yeah. lot of people don't like it or didn't like it at the time because it existed to piss people off because they cancelled <laughs> Clone Wars and uh, they replaced it with that. Yeah, you know, I think, like, yeah. They cancelled Clone Wars, Disney, well, Disney got Star Wars, cancelled Clone Wars, and then, yeah, like, here's our new, here's our new show we're making. Yeah. yeah. And it was like super, like, kids orientated, but yeah. didn't feel like it had. And the animation quality, let's it. be real, it's that Disney Season one, smooth. Yeah. Shit. Season one, I don't remember being super well received. I think with time, it's gotten better received but even still yeah. season one is pretty, not, pretty great. not great season yeah. three and four yeah people oh, really like season three and four yeah um but backtrack quickly to bad batch okay oh it, yeah it so does you wanna, exist. yeah touch on bad batch for a sec because i actually forgot that it exists no fair enough i've only seen season one have you seen all of season i two? have seen all of season two i think it's at the moment far enough away to like in that same category of like solo mm-hmm. where it's like it's so far away that it doesn't have too much of a implication on anything we're doing. All those cloning implications, my, though. Uh, my, cloning. My, my thoughts might change after season three. Like, I'm not sure where they're going with cloning stuff. There's some cloning stuff at the end of season two where um, one of our main characters, Omega, 
She's like a clone that's like the base genome that they're making clones of. Um, kind of like Boba Fett just being like an exact replicant. They're going in some weird territory, but they, they're not being super explicit. Okay. And I'm thinking that it's maybe like more of Disney trying to push this like and making Let's explore cloning and like Sith alchemy and shit. Making Snoke feel a bit more like a natural thing to happen. Were yeah. they not implying that she has the force? They're starting to get there? Not really. No? Not too much. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, no. But I feel like they it's definitely an area that they could go. And then in that case we can just you know. Then it gets cut. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the thing is, again, if it has no consequence, I think we're safe to just ignore it and not really include it in, yeah. our, in our writing. Okay. So are we there yet? There, where? Re- re- beyond Return of the Jedi? No. No? <laughs> there's so much what stuff. What the fuck is Oh, Kenobi. There's, oh, there's so much shit. Yeah, um, well, I mean, we didn't really come to a conclusion on Rebels. Uh, yeah. So I think Rebels, I would love to cut and spend a bit of time exploring what happens to Darth Maul. Yep. I think in particular, okay. he's he's the character from that show that I'm most interested in and I think has the most potential to live on past Return of the Jedi. He's the key to all of this. Once no. again, I really love Rebels. I really love the characters in Rebels. I feel like most of Rebels would be inconsequential to the writing, but it just takes too... Maybe it's just placed a bit too close in it, it to been, the end of the trilogy. Yeah. It would have been fine if it didn't end like it did. If it didn't end with with two of the main characters going off somewhere... And then saying at the end, our heroes are going to have to go find them at some point. Yeah, leave on like, like a weird cliffhanger. Doing future stuff. Yeah. That's, if yeah. It had just wrapped itself up. Also, I and don't also like Inquisitors. Then... Yeah, so Melo's one of the always been I'm keen really... on cutting Inquisitors entirely. I think Inquisitors yeah. as an idea makes sense. And I think it's pretty cool. So I think flying lightsabers is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, but also Inquisitors like break the rule of two. They're dark side force users. Yeah, but they're not Sith. I don't care. It's the, it's the, but it's the same. It's like the same analogy they always made with Asajj Ventress. Yeah, True. Pal- when Dooku had his own. Uh, yeah. I'd like to think that beyond the Clone Wars era, because Palpatine needed them. They were at, at a war. They were in, yeah. You know, we need more more tools. He hated all of them. Yes. Anyone that wasn't his apprentice, he hated it. All. I think even then he hated Darth Vader in a way. It, they're so yeah, full of hate and Vader. evil. Yeah. But I think you know, I think Asajj Ventress actually makes more sense because it's Dooku like I'm going to make my own apprentice so that we can overthrow Palpatine together and then you can be my apprentice and I can be the master yeah. like that makes sense to me that still fits into the rule too having nine inquisitors or at any given many. time yeah. or having many running around and doing errands across the galaxy it just doesn't make sense to me being just, shit at their job they're too. not really like strong Sith like they don't really know like anything about Sith technique or anything Sidious would like pass knowledge down to vader vader would not pass that knowledge down to inquisitors yeah okay here's my question as well i think andor is a perfect show <laughs> i think it's, it's a, a perfect show. tv show uh perfect season of tv as close to perfect as you can get in my in my personal opinion they don't use inquisitors in that show and they still make the empire fucking terrifying no, more no, terrifying I, I would say than the rebels tv it's a kids show but the rebels tv show makes inquisitors silly as hell yeah right i think the jedi games which i'm about to bring up as well yeah. there's another yeah, thing i figured we'd get yeah. into games just like just quickly yeah. But I think the games do a pretty good job of making them scary boss fights to to fight against. But yeah. I think we you don't just got to really... think about the medium, you know. I like, guess yeah, it does fit meet. the medium as well. But I think you know, Andor shows a really you know, it's a really good version of the galaxy where it's just bureau- bureaucracy used to oppress people mm. in like the most terrifying ways. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think you don't need Inquisitors to tell that story. No, I agree. But I also think the Andor story is something very specific to like a really great sci-fi sci-fi espionage thriller 
kind of show and doesn't quite meet the criterion of what I expect from something that is Star Wars. That's fair. But um, I would. Argue, I think it's a really great show. Okay, here's my argument. I feel like Darth Vader would fit in Andor in a really, really interesting way. We might I see him in season two. Who knows? I think if he's brought in season two, I yeah. think it would be probably fucking incredible. His presence can make sense. Yeah. It, it'd be weird, but it... And yeah. I think if you were to take any kind of medium we have that has Inquisitors in it and instead replace it with Darth Vader, you could probably get away with doing that because he fits the same role in an imposing force that wears black that has a red lightsaber um, and is terrifying and is going to kill you. Well, the Inquisitors are there just to like hunt down remaining Jedi. Yeah. So it, it's within the context of there are Jedi that have escaped the purge and there's enough that they need more people because Vader was just doing it by himself. I think it's fine to scrap Rebels and just say Darth Vader was doing it by himself. I've, okay. I, I don't think there's a problem with that. First as well. you know, he takes them with him. He's got I a whole do... legion of like, you know, really specially trained stormtroopers and shit and then it's him for the big tasks. I do not mind that. That's that's where I'm at. That's that's my take. Good stuff. Fucking Inquisitors can go bye bye. Yeah. I don't think you need them for the story. <laughs> now let's talk so about those we'll, games. Yeah, I'd love we'll to. Flash off Rebels then. What's that? We'll flash off Rebels then. I guess. Yeah, that's my that's my vote. Get rid of Rebels. It just and pays. We'll a figure bit out something too to... much of an impact on the rest of the. And I think closer to home. Yeah, yeah okay. and I think we can figure out something to do with Maul later on. We'll figure out something and we'll tell you, audience. But for now, we're gonna move on to the Jedi games. So Jedi Survivor, Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Sandra and I have played through both. They're mm. very good. They're, They're very good. Big fans. They're very fun. Melo, we want you to play them, yeah. but you don't play a lot of video games. No. So we might spoil, we'll try and be spoiler uh, light look, for these. Guys, I don't really mind too much. I love them. I think they're great. They they might also fall in the category of being too close to home. The whole premise is that a Jedi survives the purge and is living pretty much within the same time period of like a new hope. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. I'm not exactly sure where um, the time is for him, but it's around yeah. A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. I think Survive is a bit closer to the movies. Yeah. Fallen Order, I'm not actually... Fallen Order, I think, is a fair bit I before A New do... Hope, and then Jedi Survivor is like right before A New Hope, if yeah. I recall, because the Death Star hasn't been destroyed yet. There's I think no they battle give there. a year at the start of Survivor, maybe. I could be wrong. But anyways, they're really cool, but they're pretty wacky. You fight a lot of uh, Inquisitors. You kill some Inquisitors. You also meet up with Vader. And you encounter Vader. Vader's in the games. And it fucking rules. It rules. so awesome. They're great games. Within this current Star Wars canon, completely fine. Within what we're making, maybe a bit too close to home. Yeah, I think, yeah, safe to cut. But also, big recommendation. Go play those games. They're awesome. Go ahead, play those games. They're fucking fantastic. Melo. Are we doing this in errors or games? Because Battlefront 2 also has, like, a story. There's that one scene, like, there's that one level that you play as with Luke that people really like, but it's also, like, people just grasping for anything that's fucking good (laughs) from Star Wars video games, especially Battlefront. Yeah. No, but I think the entirety of, like, Battlefront's story... And also Operation cut. Cinder. They do, yeah, Cinder. They touch on Operation Cinder. Jakku, Kylo Ren's in it. The character Iden Versio as yep. well. Mm. All of that's got to be cut. There is some really good stuff in there, some great potential, but it also wasn't explored. So Once well again, again, ideas we can just pull from. Yeah, take inspiration from, but cut from the canon. <laughs> My next thing is inspiration books, because we are finally getting past Return of the Jedi. Kenobi, Mandalorian, Book Ahsoka, of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. The four shows that they've made for Star Wars Disney. Disney Plus stuff. I'll do something quick. We've cut Rebels. Might as well cut Ahsoka. Yeah, I think we have to cut Ahsoka. Yeah. It's way yeah, it's too close to Way too the close. It's also pulling up a bunch of other stuff that's going to be like yeah. out of worldly. The whole Mandoverse. The whole Mandoverse, I think, has to be cut. Has to be cut. I, I want to cut every single show you've just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to just because a lot of the reason that, you know, Mando Season 3 exists, I think we've heard enough interviews from John Favreau where people reading between the lines, it seems like he didn't want to make it. It seems like the scenes in Boba Fett where we had, you know, Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka there were kind of things that Disney kind of shoehorned into 
the the universe to make it this expansive thing when season two should have been the end of that story. Yeah. And it was a beautiful end to that story. That's a great end. Even yeah. though it does leave the question of where the fuck did Baby Yoda just go with Luke Skywalker? Season three could have been a whole new story, though. It could have, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I don't know what they could have done, but we would have preferred something else over. We I don't like Mando season three. I, I, I didn't think hate it. You don't I hate, hate it. it. I, I kind of hate it. There's some episodes that are really good. Yeah. But the overall story that they created with the show, I feel like is very disappointing. What overall story? <laughs> yeah. It's also, once again, like it touches on a lot of High Republic stuff, which we're changing anyway. Wait, High Republic or New Republic? Sorry, uh, New Republic. New Republic yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenobi, too many silly implications. I think yeah. Kenobi just sucks hard enough that we can garbage, cut it. Garbage show. <laughs> there is, okay, there is an argument to be made for the fight between Kenobi and Vader. It's, I think it's really cool. And it, I think they made it fit the canon Based on the dialogue in A New Hope. If and there's nice moments with Leia as well. And also Young Leia rules. I really like Young Leia. I still don't think the fight... They, they, I still don't think they need to have fought again, Vader and Obi-Wan. I, that, like, that's, they spend so much time trying to justify that yeah. one cool thing. Also, so I know a lot of people like Kenobi. Please, for the love of God, really? tell me why. Really, people? I thought everyone hated it. I think maybe now they hate it. People did at the time. If you like Kenobi, give me an actual reason. I would love to hear that too. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I've never seen a positive take on Kenobi ever. I don't think I've seen a single I think a lot people... of prequel fans did. Mm, interesting, yeah. interesting. I think a lot of people are like ignoring certain parts that are just like make no sense. To me, it's just like... like the Fortress Inquisitorious part. Yeah. God, to oh, damn, damn, that was Hoth, shit. Hoth snow speed is flying, actually flying oh, through yeah, space. Yeah. There's too much focusing on too many different areas and not enough on like Kenobi that it's it becomes kind of a jumbled mess and we don't get to actually have like this show that seemingly by the title is meant to be a character study yeah but it's it's not I think honestly the choice to have Leia in the story was genius yeah I think the the choice really to have like it. to have Flea ruined the show I think that was the... <laughs> no 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 California baby <laughs> So Flea, I don't know if any, if everyone knows this. He's the bass player from bass player from uh, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck he's in it. Because California, he's in everything. Yeah. He cameos in it. He cameos Shit. in it. Anyway, he's All not actually it. the problem. The problem is they had six episodes. I think with eight or ten, maybe they could have had a really good strong show. Or if they had made it a movie instead, I think having you start with Kenobi, he's living as a vagabond in the in the desert, watching over Luke. You have Leia come in. I need your help, everyone, and they go on a little adventure together. We watched the fan edit. And yeah, it ended up being quite. It was better. Good. It, it was better. better. There's a new fan edit that someone's made. I'm I know. Gonna... I saw that. I, I really want to. I would that also really well. want to watch it. What's yeah. that one? Oh, uh, just someone's. Been... Oh wait, is that that one who's done full VFX? Yeah, made yeah. like he's yeah, done a right. lot more work on is, it. Even though, like the guy that we watched, give credit where credit is due, he still did a lot. He did a great really job in a really short amount of time. It was yeah. like a month or two after the actual show. Released. It was. Very it was close. very quick. Anyways. And he'd already, like, done some, like, of his own, like, full, like, shots that are just completely VFX. Yeah. So I think we can say the fan, ed fan edits of Kenobi, those are canon. The actual shows of <laughs> Disney Plus, cut. Nah, we cut it off. Nah. Cut um, it off. So, right. those are the shows. Yep. Mandoverse shows, cut and gone. Kenobi's cut and gone. Easy. Done. I was, my next thing is the res is inspiration books, like Air to the Empire, Aftermath, and Bloodline. So, and when I say inspiration, I mean those are books that we've talked a lot about on this show. Yeah. Um, and whether to keep them canon or not, I'm well, obviously we're going to cut. Yeah, them. I was say, nothing <laughs> beyond Return of the Jedi can stay. Yeah. But those are the books we are taking yeah. most inspiration from. Oh, uh, well, Edit of the Empire, just in the sense of like we want to touch on Thrawn in our Coruscant TV show, our yeah. Fall of Coruscant or Final Days of the Empire TV show, which we will not be making, no. but we will be writing and we will release some of that stuff eventually in the future. Yes. Here's yes. a plug. Yes. But I'm also plugging the episode that we just did recently called Fall of Coruscant or uh, Fixing the Battle of Jakku is the name of the show, yeah. is the name of that episode. Wait, are we cutting episode seven, eight, nine? Uh, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're keeping, 
we're keeping seven, eight, and nine. No, right. no, no, yeah, we're right. just keeping we're, eight. No, I was meant to say this. No, we're, we're keeping the whole or- original sequels. We're, okay. we're keeping those. We're keeping the sequels. Right. Yeah, we're just we're going to bring back the world between worlds and do an no, alternate no, no, no. universe. Our, our sequels just like are in tandem. So Luke and uh, Han and Leia had two kids named Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a second Ray and Jakku. They look yeah. over and then way in the distance they see the Hosnian Prime system getting blown up. I'm like, damn, I wonder what's going over there. Anyway, back to our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Babu Freak, what are you doing? It's, it's the it's the clone trilogy. Yeah. And it's like everyone's been cloned and we're following the It clones. actually makes more sense. Like Sidious clone makes more sense than that. Man, we should have written those EU books. We were wasted being born when we were born. We should have been born 30 years <laughs> earlier. In the Just US. dumb ideas. Yeah. So those are the books that I think we've talked the most about on this show. We're going to yeah. cut all of the events but take inspiration from them. Um, I also wanted to talk about the Resistance TV show. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so a, a while back, we had the pleasure of watching the first two or first, just the first episode. I of the don't know if we even got through the first episode. I man. think we got through the first episode. I think I blocked out most of it from my, it from was my mind. Painful. It was truly painful. It was what a horrible experience. Oh, I've seen the entire first season. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. watched the whole yeah, yeah. first season? Yes. Obviously, ties into the sequels. Cut it. Poe Dameron's there. We don't even have that fucking guy. Yeah, I think, yeah we've yeah. talked about yeah. cutting Poe Dameron recently, so yeah. we're going to cut the whole Resistance show to the delight of everyone in the community. <laughs> I heard a million voices scream out in joy <laughs> throughout the galaxy. Let's canonize every episode of Visions. Oh, no, we can't do that. No, but, we can't do that. But Visions rules, and if you haven't seen Visions, go watch it. It's fucking awesome. I love that just, this just turned into, here's all the Star Wars content. Let's just give a quick opinion on yeah. everything. I didn't think that's would be what it is, but it is what it is. And I, now it is that's the show. Is. I'm like, I'm trying to like stay into like, what is canon? What is canon, what is not? You guys are here like, I hate this, but I love it. <laughs> Look, we're not making a podcast because we're not opinionated. Yeah, you know? this is valid. This is a true... <laughs> anyway, Wait a minute, we're anyway, opinionated? That's all the things I had on my list. If you guys want to jump in with any other stuff. Um, any other Star Wars franchise stuff. I'm guessing we're cutting comics, but there's like some... Is there a comic we can keep? I don't know. Because like, I haven't read any. Every now and then, like, I'll bring up, like, stuff in the Vader comics that we can just, like, pluck from. But I've only ever brought them up in the sense of plucking from them, not saying, not staying super hard and true from them. We've talked about, like, the idea of Exegol maybe coming up later, but, like, in a completely different way. God, I want to use Exegol so bad. But we'll talk about so that. Cool. That's a story for another episode. I'm pretty sure already. Yeah, probably another episode. Yeah. yeah, go back and watch whatever episode that <laughs> is. I mean, so the, the main, the long running since since the, uh, new like, Disney uh, canon era in 2014, main running, like, Star Wars comics is from immediately after episode four, yeah, they've, they've filled in the entire gap of what our heroes do from episode four, to episode five, and currently they're in between episode five and episode six. Well, there you go. Anything that in the Disney canon, in the in the Disney canon, in there the you comics, go. Yeah. Anything that isn't a fuck around and doesn't like mess with, yeah, uh, with like big future implications. Anything that's not trying to like like in the Vader stuff, backtrack mm. and answer yeah. the reasons why X ago. None of that. So anything that's just our heroes doing hero stuff. Sure, why not? Yeah, what do they do? Do they get up to anything fun in those comics? There's, cool. there's plenty of things, but the whole like... thing of like trying to get Han back whilst he's in Carbonite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they go to Jeddah. They go to the mostly destroyed planet of Jeddah. But then also they tie in, yeah, with the Han Mostly Carbonite destroyed? Stuff. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, That's just... actually sick as hell. That's wild. really cool. They're mining stuff. Yeah, right. Still. Like kyber crystals? Yeah. Because like Jeddah had kyber crystals on yeah. it. That's rad. They're um, already blown through off the planet, so it's yeah. just kyber. Floating yeah. in space. Uh, let's and, steal yeah. that. <laughs> go to, let's go to Jenna. I mean, Kira from Solo comes back up. Yeah, so you've mentioned that there's like a her. whole thing of like Han gets passed around like a baton between a bunch of bounty hunters Literally. on yeah. the yeah. way to Jabba's palace. Yes, yeah. I don't like most of that because it makes Boba seem really bad at his job. <sighs> once he gets him, it's like, 
simple. And then it's just jump to Han hops. becomes like hot potato. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit. But like they tie the whole Kira thing back into it. I they think do. it's nice. That's cool. She, she becomes died. an ally despite the fact that she is like like you a know, super crime criminal. Syndicate. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, because Han. Um, do they touch on? They don't kill her off yet. Okay. Do they touch on like Maul's legacy within the crime syndicate at all? Because he was her boss in Solo. No. They don't mention that. Leaders okay, get so. tossed around. Like I, I feel like even we, we've joked about this in Al, like doing this in our sequel, and I think it's very true. Even just in Star Wars canon, like if somebody gets like overthrown, then you know it's just up gone to the yeah, next. Don't person. talk about the other yeah. guy. They they find Hoth. Yeah. And they make Hoth a base for Empire Strikes Back. Luke has some Luke does some lightsaber stuff. He has some run-ins with Vader. Uh, there is an awesome comic. I don't remember which one it is, but it's the one you'll see all those frames from where it's like Vader's surrounded by rebels. He's like, yeah. we've got you surrounded. It's like, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead man. That's that a fucking hard line. fantastic. It's a hard line. Hell yeah. It's yeah. all about this one general who just like wants to put Vader in the most awful situations to see if he'll die. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, um, like, awesome. like kind of like soft demotes him. Huh. And then, like, makes him have to follow the orders of this one general. Yeah, it's after after the Death Star incident on episode yeah. four. Yeah, that's really cool. And this general I actually just love keeps that. putting him in like suicide missions. That's really awesome. I actually kind of love that. But also, like, so yeah, all that stuff that happens in Vader, because you actually kind of have to cut that because yeah. this guy is like a he's like he's like that guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Okay, which who, one? Who, the, the villain. Yeah. Who like makes? Oh, he like makes like people and Twisted, animals. Yeah. And shit. Same deal. He does that, and but he and then trains them all as as like Jedi. Oh, stuff, that's nah, fuck. Makes I, them fight Vader. I think just for comics alone, it's easier to say we cut and just draw inspiration and then like keep details if we want to keep yeah. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, cherry pick. But yeah, it seems, <laughs> it seems like those um those tie-in comics between four and five of like the main heroes and stuff. That seems like it's pretty safe. That's mostly to, okay. Like the yeah, idea cool. of like Exegol having a huge dark side kyber crystal in them. Cherry pick. Yeah, cherry pick that idea. <laughs> cherry take, pick that take idea. Take something else. The giant kaiju fight outside Exegol. Canon. <laughs> I love that <laughs> dumbass kaiju fight. Okay. So, we've got a little bit of time at the end of the show. Yeah. My thing that I would love to circle back to, we've talked talked about a bunch today, is Maul. Yeah. So, talking about Hera just now and, like, the crime syndicates and stuff. If we can take Maul and his building of this, like, crime syndicate in the Clone Wars era and tie that all the way to the story we want to pursue in the sequels and before the sequels of this crime faction world really building and having a lot of strength and power, I think using Maul as, like, a beacon of that strength using him as, like, a the reason this exists is because of the foundation Maul built over the course of 20, 30 years. Yeah. I think that's a really cool story, and I think it gives a lot of importance to who Maul is and, and what he stands for. I and guess. that's your reason to not kill him off. Yeah, I think it could be a wise move to not kill him off and then have him go fucking crazy and then try and hunt down Kenobi and then Kenobi kills him. Right. I yeah. think that could be a really cool story to, like, kind of yeah. to write in. Yeah, and then it's just about, like, if we are keeping Kira, is Kira the thing that has carried on this criminal empire i'm not sure if she's a reoccurring so character i would love for kira to leave the crime syndicates to yeah. get out and yeah. become a hero of some kind she was a good person wasn't it? yeah exactly and like get some kind of redemption i think the tricky part of that is her story is so closely tied to han's story mm. and like han obviously finds leia falls in love with leia they get married and have kids um and i think kira maybe comes into the picture at some point and you have like a spider-man black cat situation yeah. with uh yeah. like mary jane watson where yeah. it's like a, you know like that really fun like love triangle situation where it's like oh the old ex comes back into the picture i think that's a fun story <laughs> yeah um and then yeah. kira kind of finds some kind of peaceful resolution at some point and, yeah like, settles down or i don't know i don't know what kind of resolution could you have for a character that die. used to run a crime die. syndicate die you die <laughs> i don't think she needs to die you ran a crime a question syndicate. of like if that 
crime syndicate then dismantles and then we see like maybe the forgery of a new forging of a new crime syndicate later in our sequels because i'm not sure if that crime syndicate itself quite has a place it seems like too united of a force going into the sequels the sequels no i love that that's why i think it works is because it needs to be a formidable thing for the new public to be worried about too it. united during the imperial time hey that's fair no that's a fair yeah. point um, yeah. because be, the last like, time the we see it of their power that's last time we see it is in the solar movie and that's Maybe Kira's got the potential to be a major character in that era, that they sh- like that show in those era, that era post Return of the Jedi that we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, mm. so she could be a main character in the Fall of Crosshunt. That'd be really cool. Mm. I think what I was pitching for is to have Darth Talon be Darth Maul's apprentice yeah. and kind of carry that forward as well. <laughs> yes. yes, I think that's cool. Yeah. I, it, the more I think about it, the more it works for me. Um, especially if we're scrapping rebels, yeah, right. and have Darth Talon kind of like carry that on as well, and have just like this kind of Sith presence related to the crime syndicates, and to kind of give them that sense of like that gravitas and power, mm. you know, and, and like being formidable. Yeah. Mm. Those are my pitches for uh, some full cars on stuff. If we're decanonizing some stuff, some of those are like falling into place a bit more for me. What else we got to, <laughs> <laughs> to do at this point? I think that's about are we all content. We've covered all of the Star Wars content in wow. one episode. Look at us go. So wait a to say we keep the six movies. We keep most of Clone Wars. Yep. Are we keeping Rogue One, Solo, and Andor. Because they're so far behind that it doesn't matter. They're not, they don't really have an impact on the sequels. Everything else gets cut, and we're allowed to cherry pick from there. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be about it. That's quite tight. Keeps it nice and simple, yep. easy. And then we could probably make up that list and be like, here's what's canon, here's what's not. You yeah. know? Now go read it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is cut, yeah. I think that's wow. exciting, though. And I think, you know, we might have to come back and touch on this briefly after the end of Ahsoka. Uh, episode eight, which comes out on Wednesday. Oh, Stay tuned for that one. If you're uh, if you've been watching along to our reviews and recaps of each episode, we're going to be doing another one of those this Wednesday. So it'll be fun. Very exciting to see where it all wraps up. We're very, very excited to see if it does wrap up well. Yeah. Because they've got a lot of threads they need to tie together in one episode. Two-hour episode, maybe? Oh, my God. I would lose my shit. That'd be amazing. It's not going to happen. It's not no. going to happen. But God, it'd be good. It would be good. Guys, this was really great. <laughs> Should we be, like, accountants or something? <laughs> yeah, we're not smart enough to do anything other than talk about Star Wars. Unless we're coming for you next, Marvel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Never, never once. We've got a Marvel show we'll do one day, maybe. But that's for another day <laughs> and another time. Because for now, this has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all the good places, which is not Twitter slash X. Give us a follow. Check out our Patreon. And until next time, may the force be with you.